morning, good evening, good afternoon, or whatever night of dimension, time, and reality that you are in. How are you? Welcome to the Mind Wave Podcast Show. Tonight, your host, Chris, interviewing Jenner, the production producer of Studio Stargazer. Welcome to the show. Oh boy, look at you! Look at you! <laughs> Trying on your pretty new dress. I know, you like that, huh? I love that, are you kidding me? Welcome to you, well, welcome to, um, welcome to a bigger table. <laughs> yeah, so a bigger table. Uh, How was that? That was uh, insane. It was a lot of work, and I could tell from listening to the last one prior and then listening to this one is definitely different. You changed some sounds and you changed some music on that. A lot, actually. Changed some characters. I did way more than I was expecting to. Because when I saw... Like, when I took a step back and looked at the, the menu... Right. Uh, I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to do it. But I, I went anyway. And as you know, this is a super painful story for me. So revisiting the village came with a ton of pain just right off the top. So just revisiting, like, revisiting, <sighs> what, go elaborate in that a little bit. So that way people can understand. What, what do you mean that like revisiting and, and that for the audience well the first time we did a theater piece it was only through fire and it was dark as hell um it was dark and traumatic as hell and everyone in the village dies that that's spoiler alert if you just listen to bigger table um the first piece that we did is the end of the story we started the story at the end um, so it was painful to have lost to the village to begin with. Only through fire? Yes. Okay. But a bigger table was our way of going back in time, time traveling through the eyes of a child and going back to the same village to before everything got burned right. and to the ground. And... I'm not sure how many people realize how actually literally painful it was for me to make that story. But it's one that needed to be told. You know, Nana's table. A bigger table is Nana's table. It's the family table. You know, right. the real the real family table. And many of us don't have that anymore. And right. we miss it. We miss it. Man. So oh, I'm yeah, just, yeah. I've just been, yeah, that was like a solid, a literal, a, literally a solid gallon of whiskey and tears and blood wow. and sweat and, and shit went into trying to bring that story back to life this year. And it was, it had to be in the afternoon. It was already afternoon, and I was cooking. I had been cooking since like four or five that morning, trying to get the meal ready. <laughs> the for story, the, the meal, the meal of the story. Yes, done and launched. 
And it was around noonish, I think. High noonish. I heard back from Abby, the real Abigail, who is just one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever met. She brought the strength and the power to her own character. Who is she's she's her name is literally Abby. That's like <laughs> the divine intervention thing. Like, no, God sent her. Yeah, right. Because we need we needed we needed that so much, and I got it. It was like last second. Okay, we're we're if we can do it with you, we're gonna take fourteen extra hours to cook if we have to. I, I I'll spend all day in the kitchen. It might not get out till tomorrow, but just to have her was whoa because obviously it was very powerful very powerful having her there it it it, we needed her uh we needed her and i talked to her afterwards when i'm of course i'm wasted and i'm crying over how beautiful this story is and and i'm going like you know, Ab- Abigail's one of the most important characters in the story. And it's because that it comes from a real pain, a, a real pain um, in our history. Abigail is an escaped slave. She slashed the slave master's throat to escape to the new world with her new husband and in, in hopes that maybe they would find this little village and she could bake bread again smell of bread in the morning would make her yeah, right that oh, yeah. shit and and she's literally like she's from Ghana and I was like like whoa okay because yes I, I wrote I wrote Abigail as a powerful woman of quote color unquote I don't like I don't see people in colors I, I think that's a horrible way to look at each no, other no 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 we're just human but that's a real that's a real African voice, and I'm like this was how it was supposed to be the whole time. Um, I I was thrilled that last year Jess uh, swooped in and read for Abigail, but I was like, no no no, if we can do this with her this year, if we can do this with the real Abby, if Abigail can come to life, it's gonna be a trillion times more powerful. But uh, a- a- anyway. Anyway, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> um, For those mo- of you that are, hold on one sec. For those of you that are not sure what exactly we're talking about, we're talking about a bigger table that was launched on the day after Thanksgiving at the moment we had put up. He was basically in the kitchen cooking up the Thanksgiving meal dinner for all of us to hear. Just so you guys are wondering what we're talking about. It didn't get out in time, but it, it was foretold in the story. What it's happens? All right. What yeah. happens when we build the the table? It takes Wesley, the wagon boy, to go. It's not going to fit through the door. There's yeah. no way we're gonna we're gonna get it in time. But that's why I felt almost good about taking an extra fourteen hours or something. Well, I mean, you accomplished it. It was awesome, and <sighs> I gotta say, uh, inviting me to be Louis in this was really surreal i would have never really done it honestly um and what did it for me was i was listening about a week ago to a bigger table driving 
somewhere in Arizona, and mm-hmm. it was the night of the solar eclipse. And when the solar eclipse lunar. was, it, yeah, the lunar, lunar. Thank you, lunar. Yes, the lunar eclipse, and that that night that I was having it, and then listening to the actual podcast of a bigger table from last year. And then they were talking about the lunar eclipse, and I'm, I had to literally look up at the, the moon and be like, "Is it really a lunar eclipse right now?" Like, "Oh no, no, that's <laughs> like, tonight." And I'm like, like "Oh my god!" Literally, it's happening right now. Yeah, it's happening right now. And like, okay, I definitely got to be a part of this. this. So I do appreciate <sighs> you and Fred asking me to do it. It was no, 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 fun. no, no, no. I I mentioned Abby because Abigail is an extremely important character. She is the one who is going to help us kick off the pirate story, Siren's Call. Nice. And and the reason why the pirate story never got made was because it's it was also supposed to function as Louis's origin story and Pearl forward slash Ruby, her origin story. Um, Louis is perhaps the most important character in the story. If we have to pick one character in the entire story that is the most important, it's Louis. Um, it's it's not Peter. It's not Seamus the drunk prick in the bar who gets his face smashed. Well, okay. So you know. I see how first the first story, listening to the first story and how that went down and then realize I didn't understand when I did the lines at the time when when you guys had me do the lines. I was like, okay, sure. I don't have a problem doing this. This is okay. Um, then reading them, the, the context was there, but it wasn't really there there until after you put it all together and you made Movie Magic Love at that point. And it was this theater piece that was just beautiful. And, of course, I just had to tear up and cry. Like, oh, my God, he met his daughter again. It was just Beautiful. <laughs> how that went and played big time. But, but yeah, un- uncontrollably beautiful. This is, this was a fucking supernova of tears, man. The story is more beautiful than anything I've ever been a part of, um, which is, you know, at the top, what made it so difficult to go back to revisit. Um, yes. The village. I, I, I got to tell you, there's this, this one point in the story. And I, you know, I, of course, I'm just the other guy. So there's no way in hell I'm going to sit there and go, uh, no, uh, Jenner, no, no, no. We need to add this or you need to do this. I, I can't do that because I don't have any experience in this at all. But I'm sitting here thinking, okay, how is he going to play this part out and how is he going to put this together? Is Because there's certain points in the story that I was just really wanting it to hit deep. And when I was sitting here listening to it, there was points of, of where in the actual tavern, the song of Io Odin was getting ready to play. And it started out with the flute. And it was the start of the banquet. And how you held it just right and nothing else was going on. It was just that storyline of that, of, of the building of the music all by itself, of the flute playing. I got literally goosebumps listening to that. I'm like, yeah. he did what I wanted. Yes, I wanted that. And it, and it, I didn't even tell you that I wanted that at all. 
but that's that mind wave thing that you were in tune you followed through with it and you did it exactly the way i wanted it and it came out i never even talked to you about that's it. so i never beautiful. told you that's what i want and that was that that was freaky uh. to me a little bit that was like wow that's like okay that's some serious when, mind yes when i vote in plays for the first like, time because you, he, you you hear the tavern you hear everybody who's there and then once they start playing there's almost a deafening silence we pull all of the other sounds out and yes it's just the flute and then it's yes it's all of the instruments that come in after it and that that's it that's right yes and it's the building Int- intensely intensely beautiful um how quiet it gets in that tavern where people are you know dancing and 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 loving and crying and eating and drinking all these things that was that's a really important moment yeah and, and it was it was really something and like then all of a sudden everybody's kind of having a good time and they're they're there's Louie over at the counter just drinking away his sorrows. Only a little girl can see him. You know, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see where this is going. It was really, really beautiful. Put together really well. And I, I do have to say thank you. Thank you so much for cooking in the kitchen on that because oh, that this is, is cooking really with fire, beautiful. but I... I Okay, th- this is this is why I went to the bar stool because I'm like, one guy just doing this for himself. It's it feels selfish, and it feels shallow. It's like no, I could I only could have pulled this off if every last one of you showed up to bring all the other characters to life. I could not have done it myself. Um, it's only because you guys right. showed up that we had a meal, and that's the point that's the point of thanksgiving right right everybody being a part of it really and for those of you that are going to listen to this later i've never met you all but thank you very much for putting your time in and doing the lines that it it is just beautiful when everything is put together (laughs) with the master of the stargazer production over here Mm -hmm. to make it just beautiful all together it's <laughs> that Iron Man level okay. shit, because you kept going to you keep going back to that uh, movie Magic Love thing, pulling from Iron Man three, and I'm like, well, you know, Peter is the literal blacksmith, right? He he's he takes the iron ore from the mountain and forges it into weapons. Peter is Iron Man, right? And th- this is let's let's right. take this moment because uh, I. I, I love Jess so much as Maggie, the last shield maiden, um, the last Viking warrior queen <laughs> on earth who, who nobody knows her story. But um, <clears throat> Louis's song that he plays at the table when he's this is right when he's going, you know, like the, the sea took took them away. The sea took my family. My, my wife and my daughter are gone. Right. And he plays, that's Louis' tune that he plays. And he asks Maggie to play with him for a reason. 
and this is not something that has ever been revealed in the script anywhere. It will be revealed in Siren's Call, but Maggie um, was pregnant once and with twin boys, um, and she lost both of them in childbirth. So it's it's Louis' song, but it's also Maggie's. I didn't see I'm already crying because it's it's the song for the dead children. You know, this is <laughs> as literally as heavy as you right. could get. And the very first time that we ever hear Maggie's name or, or get a sense that that character existed, we meet Maggie as a corpse in Only Through Fire. Because Peter was off in the mine, he was working the mine and, and pulling iron from the ground. And while, while he was away, Maggie died from the plague. And we meet these characters for the first time when, when Peter is bringing his wife's corpse in, into Eustace's shop, into the Undertaker's shop. And, oh man, the, the, the layers of dimensions here. It really is oh, just cr crazy, crazy beautiful. But, uh, but yeah, that's all these other added layers that make the story what it became and what it is. It's, it's, it's real. So it, it's, so is it's a, it's a story that was collaborated between you and Fred and they both did the story basically, or how, how that came about? Oh, I don't know if we've ever gotten into that. I, I guess we might have last year, building a bigger table, what that was like. Because... Because it, yes. it was a collaboration. It, it, it was, Fred, you're the writer. You know how to write. But I have a story that I want to tell. And it started with Only Through Fire. And so I gave him the story, then he wrote it. And that's what happened here with Bigger Table 2. Is I told him the story that I wanted to tell, you know, about through the eyes of a child, the little girl running around, wanting wanting to be friends with everybody, inviting everybody right. to dinner. <laughs> bring, yeah, bring. It's like really, and the you know the dad's like, um, you know, we only have so many people. Can you stop inviting everybody? Like seriously, what are you doing? It was great, really great. That's something that I would do when I was a kid. Is like, hey, you want to come? come over to dinner for our house tonight matter of fact matter of fact I've many times I think when I was a kid I got told would you stop doing that stop <laughs> stop inviting extra people that's, I, that's I can the relate point. to that that's that's the point Leia says hi I hear your kids in the background that's beautiful but yeah yeah it was you know it's 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 my story, but it's it's only my story because it's our story. It's it's the story, you know. Yeah, it's 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 everybody together. I mean, like you said, if it wasn't for everybody working together on this, I don't. It, it would have been couldn't have done it. Hard. No, couldn't couldn't have done it. And and Fred wrote it. Yeah. So so Fred wrote every single word that made it into the script. I didn't. I had some cues. I said I would love it if this happened. I would love it if that happened. I would love it if she would, if she would meet the ri the river keeper on her way home, after we've already met everyone. 
There's one more stop she needs to make. On, on her way home, she passes the river keeper and invites him as well. And when the rest of the family is going off and they're like, yay, we're going down to the tavern, she goes, you know, I have one more wonder to do. I needed to go find Eustace and, and Pearl. I, I needed to make sure that they would come too. And yeah, because if it wasn't for Eustace and Pearl coming, then that Precisely. At all. So that that was really, really beautiful. And another thing, since since we're like behind the curtain here. Uh, Shut up, Leia. Since we're there, <laughs> only the most careful listener will notice. But when she goes home and Mama and Papa are fighting, and she's saying, I invited all these people, I invited all these people. Um, I invited Mr. Eustace to come to dinner, and when he said he would come, that made me so happy. But we never actually hear her ask Eustace to come to dinner. No. We just assume that it happened. Clearly, it did happen. Right. But we never heard that invitation. And the lack of that line is actually really important, because who is Eustace? Right. He's death. The, it takes through the eyes of the child. She invites death to dinner. <laughs> and and everybody's going like, whoa, okay. Cool your jets, so is, little bitch. Is is he deaf as in like he can't hear or No, death. Uh, TH. Death. death. Oh. He, he he's he is the undertaker. He's the keeper of the dead. She invite oh. she invites death to dinner, um, and this is right. this is kind of the thing that that Papa Alvin has yeah, a problem he had an issue with. with. Yeah, that. he's like, well, yeah. why are you inviting death to dinner? <laughs> right, right. Um, because it's beautiful. That's why. Well, um, yeah, and it, I I heard like that in the books. Being, you know, I don't want what's his name, the guy with the books, the Alexander. Scholar. Yeah, Alexander. Mm. I don't want him and all of his books over here. And da da da. It's like he starts laying down all these different rules of well, I don't want this, and I don't want that, and these people are strange, and that people's strange, and it's like, wait, 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 wait. You know, well, mom was different, and dad was different. You know, my grandparents were different. And yet they got along. If it wasn't for me, you know, them getting along, I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be loving you today, you know? Mm. So that, that in itself is that, that eye-opener of, hey, we're all human. It doesn't matter what anything is. It doesn't matter what your religion is. It doesn't matter what politicalness or nothing. It doesn't matter who you are. It's all us. And it's, that's really beautiful. That's the point, isn't it? It's a... I've listened to this now um, whilst uncontrollably crying. I've listened to it at least a dozen times since it's been up. Um, that's not counting the 80 or 100 or whatever times that I listened to it as I was making it and fixing every one of those scenes to the way that it, it, it really needed to be there. And I, it, the, the bar stool becoming the first episode that was a hundred layers deep of music and sound. I'd never done anything that complicated before. By the time I got to end to the end of a bigger table, it was 101. 
<laughs> a curtain call. Fred, you need your you need your curtain call. Yes. It was like afternoon. I'm like, dude. And he's like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need it. Uh, I need Joshua the Carpenter's cur curtain call because I didn't have one from last year. And that's so good. Uh, Joshua the Carpenter. Definitely not Jesus. Mr. Cross, the 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 bridge builder and the 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 table builder. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely not Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, that that was definitely uh, a well done. Well done. Thank you. And just, I I wish I could do some type of a support to help more and more and more. And any of you that are able to support, definitely. Definitely throw your love and support, you know, Patreon or even the shop or something just to help the studio keep going. Because this man needs to keep doing his work because this is definitely a beautiful thing. Especially if you're able to launch UI86. That is got to be a must. Call I, I, by the universe. That is, all over, that is all over the website, UI86 right there. It's uh. like... Oh. We'll get there. I I mean, what is going to happen when we take this into sci-fi and we do our first sci-fi piece? I was like, I, I I don't know. We might need to wait until we can get Jewel Slate. <laughs> if we can get Jewel Slate. <laughs> um, state. Jesus. State. Uh, there you go. And um, Brent Spiner is on the cameo list of people I'm going to invite to the sci-fi story. Mr. Data himself, we're going to invite, uh, we're going to invite oh, him. Oh, that would just be beautiful if he would be Holy <laughs> shit. I mean, it's so ungettable. So ungettable. But the story, the story is what matters. Uh, yes, but the studio is worth zero dollars. It's actually worth negative dollars. Um, and no, we could never in a billion years afford to hire them to come in. Amanda Tapping was also on the short list. <laughs> well, okay, we... you not be able to hire now, yeah, but, but I'm maybe like, will, down the road. Will, will you come anyway? I know we, we can't afford you, but oh my God, come do this with us. Uh, it's only a couple of lines. That's all we need. Yeah. Just, would you please help us? Just one. Seriously, if we got just a single line from Brent Spiner for UI86, it would it would make the whole goddamn piece. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, like like a, a sentence of like you know five five words. Mm. There, done and over. <laughs> you know, it's the same story, right? Uh, UI 86 is the same story. It's just being told 300 years in the future, and we're it's spaceships and robots. But it's the same goddamn story as a bigger table. It's the same fucking story. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Interesting. Yes, it opens. It opens with only to fire. It opens with with pain and loss. Um, the the crew compartment that we lose at the beginning of the story. Spoiler alert. Sorry, not sorry. Um, and it takes, you know, getting to getting to Eterna, getting to the city of eternity, <laughs> eleven light years away, or in orbit around another world. Right. Eterna is the bigger the bigger table. It's the bigger station. You know. Wow. Um, 
did I did not realize that. I, I don't I don't know if even Fred realizes it that it it literally is the same story. We're using different words, there are different characters, there are different voices, but it's the same story. It's always been the same story. Well, pretty sure he, he after all you know, said and done of holidays and everybody does all this you know, fun holiday parts of everything. Um, once all that's all done, then you know, opens up time probably for maybe UI eighty six, which will, you know, I don't know. I can't even imagine how long. I mean, you spent hours and hours on on this project. Who knows how in depth and how much sci fi sounds and and different effects oh you got God. in the background that you're <laughs> I'm sorry I don't mean to be no, dropping I'm, this I'm, all I'm, on top of I'm, you I'm, I'm thinking you know. about it I'm thinking about like because you're going to hear every robotic movement noise you're going to hear every computer system you're going to hear all the airlocks you're going to be hearing the spaceship hum in the background yeah. you're going to hear every single part of that well beyond right. the words well beyond the words it's almost going to all be in sound and right. as much as I'm like, are we ready for UI eighty six? I'm not I'm not I'm not sure we're ready yet. I hate to say it, but I believe it's gonna be about five hundred layers deep. It's gotta be, yeah. I mean with all all your different sounds and all the different effects that you've gotta fill in to make it work. Um yeah. I mean it, that's and you're gonna you're gonna you know, many out there probably are not yet discovering you guys out here doing this on the podcasting and it really is something else because it it kind of reminds you back of the olden days i think before television which is way before i was ever born mm. and they turn around and they you know turn on a, a radio and they're listening some story being told and da 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 you know suspense or a horror story for Halloween or you know something it, it was a great storytelling and we've lost that we don't have that anymore out here on you know radio or Pandora or something and so far finding you guys it's like whoa okay this is neat because mm -hmm. you're one of a kind there is as far as I know if there is anybody out there and quick correct me if I'm wrong if there is but I haven't yet found anybody out there doing storytelling of some sort. Mm, not not I'm, like this. It's never it's I want to say it's never been done like this before, but it but it has. I mean, uh, pulling to the the old-timey radio dramas from like the 20s is is the perfect analogy to like yes, we used to tell stories like this once upon a time. But going back even further, it's the campfire story. It's the, the, sto exactly. the stories we were telling around campfires for thousands of years. Now, when you fast forward into 2021, is that where we're at? Mm. 2021? Yeah, okay. Fast forward into 2021, we've got this beautiful sound with, that we could do amazing things with that you never, ever thought in a million years that you can actually do. Mm. And yet you're, you're basically, do you could, I'm pretty sure you could do it where you just take a, a, a scene of something and you have no talking and then you could hear all this different commotion going on in the background where like a robot's walking by and then the door's closing and then this person's going to turn on the, you know, I don't 
don't know if they're doing clothes or something. I don't think mm-hmm. robots wear clothes. But you know what I mean? They're turning on the laundry or they're turning on the dishwasher and they're making dishes, but they don't eat. So it's like, what the hell are they doing? You know, <laughs> you know, with what you're able to do with different layers, it's just beautiful. And it, and it really puts you there. It's, it's an experience. And for those out there in the world that are in a busy day of life, it, you kind of step out of reality for a moment of whatever it is that you're doing. Like if you're, for example, driving a truck down the highway or something, which is what I do, drive a semi-truck down the highway, all you're doing is staring at a dotted line going by. And the only time it actually is any decent is when you got some techno music on and, <laughs> and you got the you got the white line going by at the same time as the beats going by and it's like okay yeah i can do this but then when you're actually listening to what you guys are doing it's like wow okay i could step out of what i'm doing you know consciously step out of what i'm doing and consciously pay attention to what i'm doing and then subconscious is taking over and letting me drive the truck because it's pretty much at this point automatic you know mm-hmm. The autopilot of my subconscious kicks in and then you know you turn around and you're like you're driving the truck and you're listening consciously of what's going on in the story and then of course your conscious gets you know interrupted because all the bells and whistles and the alarms of the subconscious going mayday mayday we need to fix this you know we got some crazy traffic stuff or something you kind of lose back in your your idea of the story, then the nice thing is someone created a 15 second backup where you just click, click, mm. and you can back up the story 15 seconds and go back to where you were. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man, you you just said a mouthful right there. Yeah. That's a, oh, you like that, huh? I love that. That's that's why I'm here. That's why Studio Stargates is here. This is what we're here to do. This this specific thing, and I love I love that you're excited for UI 86 I don't know if we're ready for it yet because now especially now that I've heard this new version of a bigger table I kind of want to do Siren's Call next I'm down or let's um, do it <laughs> the the western doesn't have a name yet I'm thinking now about calling it funny dirt uh funny dirt funny dirt yeah the uh interesting the dust dust to do the western because we are we are taking cues from the the best westerns uh and and bringing tons of humor into it there's going to be tons of blazing saddles level comedy going on in in that piece but it's going to be all you know shotguns and pistols and cowboy hats and clippity clops of horse hooves and in big wagon wheels and you're just uh, uh, oh my god it's just begging it's just begging to exist the western and sirens call the pirate story um well that's we beautiful we fucking need a pirate story and eventually we'll do the viking one too because vikings are a big deal um, in this universe. Yeah, so, okay, so, so let's let's talk about that for a second. Mm. So, I'm guessing Eye of Odin is the Viking uh, soundtrack to A Bigger Tip. Is that correct? That's the Tavern Band, yeah. The, the tavern. There, I think, are four or five different Eye of Odin pieces in this one. I was going to add more, but 
just keeping keeping that part exactly the way that it was it was really important to me like right i agree knowing that i was gonna go in and replace all the music last year all of the music is original with the exception of louis scenes and louis scenes we use the same soundtrack um for the Huckleberry Finn piece that Fred and I it's the same music. And I pulled that out this year. I pulled everything else out, and I was like, if, if any music is going to stay the same, it has to be Which was beautiful, because when you, when listening to last year's version and then doing this year's version, I was like, is it different? No, it's not different. Yes, it is different. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really hard to distinguish the difference between the two. That you know from last year's things, like wow, this is nice, especially with with the the strumming of the guitar, you know, and and how well it went in melody with the scenes. It was just beautiful how that was working. <laughs> You're on candid camera, by the way. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Sorry. It's beautiful. Never, <laughs> never apologize for life happening. What's wrong with you? He says never apologize for life happening. <laughs> she says I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, we are recording, by the way. Uh huh. <laughs> no, you're. You're. You're hosting. Tell her you're hosting the show for the first I'm, time. I'm hosting the show for the first time. Oh. <laughs> she's like Mike. she's like shut the door yeah i need to get a sign saying recording or what's it called uh, on air or mm. whatever <laughs> now um with the whole i i have odin soundtrack you know inside the tavern was really cool and just with the strumming of the different scenes how you pulled all the other songs out and then added the new ones it it gave it a whole new experience i mean it, it's still the same story right but it was it was like metamorphic or mm. it changed completely the vibes and how the, the other one was done and i'm not saying the other one is bad at all the other one is great it's really beautiful i love both and yeah yeah i mean they're both really 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 good and it just what what you do with this one and, and how you did this one you kind of like just took it here and then just went to the stars <laughs> that would be the best way to put it you put it you definitely took it to the stars on that one for sure big time so oh man I, i'm just i'm i have never been probably so am tired exhausted yeah, yeah i was gonna never say been this tired you probably only slept what about a couple hours after you know in the kitchen cooking dinner oh my god i i did take a nap in the afternoon just for a couple hours because i was like there's no way i'm gonna be able to keep this up i'm gonna have to get back up later i told people it was gonna be out by high noon and it still was just not on this side of the planet yeah it was high noon on the other side of the planet hey it works man (laughs) It's whatever time of dimension of reality that you're in at the moment of time, mm. you know, per se. So, time and space. Yes. Time and space. Goodness. Time and space. I need, Beautiful. God, I need to work on time and space some more. That's uh, lots, big chunks of that are going to go into UI86, I'm almost certain. 
Um, but pieces of it already went into Orion Spell, Time and Space, the first two or three music tracks from that, the Orion Spell story, are straight from Time and Space. They're from the next the next album. Um, and Eye of Odin is just, there's something weird about it. I can't quite place my finger on it. What's what's weird of the the the, sto- the music, how it's done, or what? What Eye of Odin is like it it's such a different style for me yes this is incredibly different from anything else that i've ever done it has that kind of magical you know renaissance tavern vibes yeah which is i've never used those instruments and then once i started playing in those instruments i filled a whole cd (laughs) real quick like 20 something songs and I, I kept right. writing more. I kept writing more. And I think I'm going to have a couple more by Christmas. Second album of I Have Odin. Mm. I would definitely cheer that one on big time. Yeah. I don't have a, I don't have a clicker bell. Ding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ding. There you go. Because <laughs> um, all the characters in the story have a tune associated with their character. We don't have one for Bradley Bartleberry, the barkeeping, bartending bard who plays the lute. And we don't right. we don't have one for Tabs, the barmaid. Um, I, ne- I just never got around to it last year. So this year, I think when I when uh, by Christmas, I'm going to come out with a new Eye of Odin that's that's going to be all the same except there's going to be a few there's going to be a few new songs in there that really needed to be there it's good Mm. definitely um the other songs that you added in this year are you is that pulled you said that was pulled from another album that you have just in case people want that i mean i mean the other thing that you could probably do is put them all to the eye of odin songs that you used in this series as Mm. well as the new ones that used and put that in the album as you know, a soundtrack album of a bigger table, two thousand two, yes, or something. Uh, the the uh, fucking I wrote, um, and I I did this within the span of a month. I wrote all of those songs that became the I Voted album. I wrote them within the span of a month, and there were there were twenty something, and only six of them made it into the piece. So if you fell in love with Eye of Odin, there's already there's already a huge album of that music, and it's all in the same key, it's all in the same instruments, right? And uh, yeah, I think I think there's a which couple more to which make. which right now, if you guys are not aware of, the Eye of Odin is on sale, I believe, for what nine ninety nine nine ninety nine on the website. Mm-hmm. Studio, 9.99. Are you out of your mind? (laughs) Good holiday gift. I'm thinking about actually printing CDs again this year. I haven't done that in the last couple years um, because nobody does CDs anymore. I'm Um, the only old school that does because mm. I was sitting here trying to burn a CD with my laptop and it felt miserably. I was trying to get it out for Christmas so I could burn dinner for our dinner table for the night mm. so i could put that on in the background because it's so beautiful and i couldn't get it to work i was, I was so frustrated Shit! but that's okay i'll figure it out i'll i'll find something to put it on the cd and then that way because i got an old 
JVC 1986 stereo system. Wow. 1986, right? huh? Good year. <laughs> yeah, it's a good sound system. And it's it's the old sound system with the, the actual equalizer where you can adjust mm. each, you know, wavelength in it. It's wow. awesome. Big, big speakers. The speakers are about, about four feet tall, practically, you know. A subwoofer, a mid, and like a high, and tweeters, and everything. So, yeah. Oh man. But I don't want to keep you on here long. I just did want to do a uh, interview with you, and you know, behind the scenes curtain on this. And, mm. you know, see what what your thoughts were while you were doing. No, no, no. Pay, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're over here like, oh, oh God, I'm so tired now. That's I can sleep for days after mm. that work, man. I can, I believe it. You could probably crash out today, mm. tonight, and then probably go until the next two days sleeping. I imagine. Yeah. Been crying a lot. Crying is an exhausting activity. But no, I will be back up tomorrow evening. We have karaoke at the ranch, so I got to go be a karaoke jockey. And oh, there you go. Sing with some strangers. So what what exactly is is out there at the ranch? That's that's a full-on bar deal that you guys are doing a, a mic and everything and band. Thirsty Lizard Bar and Grill. Fantastic little spot. Beautiful beautiful bar, beautiful tavern with a big game room and pool tables and ping pong and darts and all of that. Um, we just uh, finished expanding the stage area and so we're doing karaoke I think twice a month and then open mic twice a month as well so that people can come in and sing songs that they know with their friends but people can also come in and and sing their own songs read their own poems you know bring life to their own work we want to provide an open microphone for people to do that there nice so they, they bring their music, or is, you have a selection of music there? People can bring whatever they want. Um, for, for open mic, I mean, really nothing is off limits. We want people to just uh, expand and explore, you know, their own creativity and bring whatever they want. But yeah, we got live bands coming in, and I'm really more interested in finding the kind of first-time singer-songwriters, you know, the diamonds in the rough. Uh, right. First-time stand-up comedians. We want to do stand-up, too, and have comedy there as well. And that's a really... I don't think I could do stand-up. Um, it, it, just that, Why not? Just that feeling of bombing on stage when your jokes aren't hitting. I, oh, I think yeah. that's got to be, like, one of the most terrifying thing I, I've, I've obviously never experienced that but I, I can tell what that would feel like um, which is why it's it's good to do that you know in in a small town bar for the first time and not at the fucking comedy store or at, <laughs> you know or the big apple yeah or what's yeah. Uh, what's the fucking the Apollo the or, laugh- or whatever yeah the laughing stock mm-hmm. I think is one of them yeah, they're 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 definitely big. Yeah, sometimes stand up is really really good, but I think most of the successful stand up in itself is 
what will succeed in most stand-up comedians, I believe, would be the ones that are talking about themselves, of experiencing of life itself. And, you know, having something that is where you go to prime example. I'll give you a prime example. I was over at the DMV, and everybody hates the damn DMV. Well, especially here in California. It's horrible. It, you, they, you, they give you bingo numbers, man. They give you, like, A26, you know, B035, you know, whatever. And it, it goes all the way up to, I think, E now and F and I even on the numbers. And everybody is angry and upset out there at the DMV and the most funniest part about that is I'm sitting there waiting to go take something in get something handled and it was something pretty quick and man they called my number I jumped up in the air and I was like bingo (laughs) and people looked at me like you fucking maniac are you serious are you okay like what's wrong with you and I did it as a joke to just try to lighten the mood because everybody was just you know they're all stone faces and everything and some of them got a kick out of it and they thought it was funny and others did not they were like you worthless piece <laughs> whatever uh, you know fuck those people man we're the superheroes <laughs> of this story no that's fucking it, that's fucking great it's fucking beautiful comedy comes from real life uh, it's made in real life this is you know bringing humor to things especially things that shouldn't be funny that's what the best comedy does it it brings light to real situations uh, many of which are really dark and they're not supposed to be funny but being able to laugh about them is the power of comedy that's that's what makes it such a powerful force um so I, i can't wait i really hope uh, that we, well, that we it, get some good stand-ups at the ranch. You know, well. it, not to sidetrack you here, but it was mm, kind of funny thinking about uh, George Carlin, for example, right? Mm. He, you, you've heard of him, I take it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, you're on home. Okay. So there is a point where he makes a point of the English language, how we don't understand sometimes the talk of the English language. And they tell you, you know, here's your boarding pass. And now it's time for you to get in the plane or get on the plane. No, don't get on the plane. Get in the plane. And nobody ever really thinks about that. And that goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. We get on the boat. We get get on the boat. Get on this. Get on that. Because we never really got into anything back then. You know, it was always get on top of something. Or, you know, get up on the walls. You know, protect our village. Get get over there. Stand in the tower. Get in the tower. You know, get up there or whatever but you're going to be getting on something. So today, they still today, they say get in the plane. Or not in the plane, get on the plane. They always say that. They don't say get in the plane, which is kind of funny. Yeah, you don't ride on top. (laughs) You're right right inside. Isn't that that fucking beautiful? Yeah, and they still today will tell you that. Mm. Get on the plane. No, no, no. I'm going to go in the plane. I'd prefer to ride inside if that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be hanging onto the fucking wing. (laughs) (laughs) Straddling that shit like a fucking cowgirl (laughs) (laughs) through the clouds. 
Oh man. It's 700 miles an hour and sh- shit going by. <laughs> Almost fall off the damn thing. Hope you pack a parachute. If I'm going to get on the plane, I'm going to, you know, pack a parachute just to be on the safe side, you know. But in the plane, you don't need a parachute. (laughs) Uh, Make sure your tray tables are in the upright and locked position. Right? Buckle up, kids. Why why are there seatbelts on planes? I I don't know. I never understood that either. It's like, if you we know? crash, we're all fucked. That seatbelt's not going to do anything. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And um, now they put more seatbelt in buses now, too. I don't understand that. But, mm, okay. And the trains, the same thing with trains. They're putting mm, seatbelts in trains. Like, uh, okay. The fuck <laughs> is that? Our spaceship does... The UI-86 spaceship definitely does not have seatbelts. We should, we, should, well, we should nod to that somewhere... Somewhere in the script, there's no seatbelts. We got stasis pods. No, no fucking seatbelts. Right. There's almost no. There's almost no humans in that story, which is one of the things that makes it crazy powerful. Because you know, you you just listen to bigger table. There are a dozen, two dozen different humans uh, and little kids. You know, are among them. Um, When we get to UID six, there's only two, three, or four humans human characters uh at any given time all of the main characters are robots and they will be like literal robots i'm not gonna have people play them i'm gonna use actual technology actual text-to-speech ai all of that to bring to bring the robots to life um that's gonna be beautiful spoiler alert that's what the story is about the robots coming to life Uh, can't fucking wait. Oh my god, I gotta pee. I gotta pee, and I need another. I need another monster. And we're pushing. We're pushing an hour. We. It's good. Good for you, man. Look at you hosting this episode of Mind Wave. Let's let's call it. Well, I figured. I figured I'd hour. give you a break. All right. Can it. you go? Can you go about six more minutes then? Yes. Yes. We. Can you can wait six, six more minutes. minutes. We. We. We'll have a little bit of room to do uh, that whole, hey, swing by the Stargazer Village novelty shop and buy some rad merch, some of which designed by you. Uh, (laughs) New items coming daily. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. uh, Definitely can't wait. Um, And and that's going to be so nice to actually have the blanket because it's cold right now. I was looking at the the mine wave blanket. That's cool. I'm gonna try to change some things up on that one. Uh, yeah. Add 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 the actual. I didn't realize that it actually has the logo mine wave inside the Dropbox, so you could grab the logo mine wave and stick it on there too. And I was like, I was looking for that. And I didn't have it. And uh, I found it. So. Yeah. That crazy, the crazy black hole images are just great, and it—I ruthlessly stole them from NASA because I'm like, well, that's government funded. That's a beautiful image. That's my brand. That's the Mindwave brand. It's binary black holes, uh, visualized by NASA, NASA Scientific Visualization Studio or whatever it's called. And I was it's like, beautiful. Yep, that's uh, it's, it's copyright. They own, they own it or whatever. <coughs> but I'll slap that shit on a T-shirt or some underwear. Uh, cause as far as I understand, (laughs) 
uh, I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> but yeah, that oh, that yeah. is that is actual NASA imagery. That's not, you know, and it's it's real, quote unquote, real as well of what light actually does around a black hole in space, which is not the little you know cosmic vacuum cleaners that people think they are right light interacts with the black hole it wraps around itself it's like you know this is she's the yeah that's warping dimension at that point the beginning becomes the end and it becomes a circle it's like (laughs) the ancient wisdom oldest wisdom we have it's right there in a bigger table Big round table, all it took was some nicely nailed together boards. Shout out to Uncle Fred. <laughs> there you go. For writing that fucking masterpiece. <sighs> definitely, definitely a. I bet you that feels like now you have this ginormous weight lifted off at this point now. Mm. After oh, having that time. completed. Because it's Big it's time. not it's I w- not I wasn't prepared for it <laughs> this year. I didn't want yeah, to do it, I, but I did anyway, and it's, it was the best best decision, obviously. I'm glad. I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you did it. I'm, I'm glad, glad you did it, Abby. man. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. That was it. Was it was uh, a lot of fun, and hopefully we could do more of those again in the future. Oh my god, definitely so soon. So soon we got we got to get. I I kind of really want to do the pirate story next because it's it's what happens that night that Siren's Call starts I think at the end of a bigger table to where Louie he goes home and who goes with him Ruby does um, his daughter's home so he takes her home and then he's he has to like figure out how to be a dad again so he's a single dad. Um, wow. All of that, we're addressing that, and then Louis kind of getting better and not drinking himself into the ground. Um, he wants to stay alive and, and be there for his daughter, and so it's really her her story of how they got there, uh, how she got there, right. and what happened to her mother. We address specifically that part of the story in Siren's Cult. That's how she got here. She came over on a ship. Um, I'm not going to reveal too much, but the ship that they were chartered on, they, they had tickets to a boat. That ship sank, which is why Louie thinks she's dead. Yeah. What they didn't know is that that ship was uh, attacked by pirates, and the pirates are the ones who actually saved her. <laughs> Wow! No kidding. Yeah, yeah. They, so they, so being a pirate, they didn't actually kill the little girl. They took her in as their own. Oh, huh? of course not. Yeah, Fred's the captain of the pirate ship, by the way. <laughs> that <laughs> is going to be an intellectual Shakespearean pirate. Mm. That's going to be very. He's he's the one that doesn't want to attack people. If 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 he can, he knows what he's got to do. Okay, but he doesn't. He can do it without bloodshed. That's that's that pirate captain, and that's that is kind awesome. Of what makes him the most dangerous one? He's right? not Blackbeard. He's not a throat slitter. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, the the bloodless battles uh, are are really why that character exists there. And and Alexander Bay's the librarian. 
uh, is sketched into Siren's call as the astronomer on sh- on the ship. Um, this is also when the prior comes to the village. Charles Nip. Oh, okay. He's on. He's on the ship. Uh, he's there. Otis. I. I think I have Otis there as as the bosun, boatswain, or whatever. Um, so a lot of these characters also appear in Siren's Call, but we just never, we never even finished writing the damn thing because we were like, we can't oh. do it without Louie and Alexander and Otis and oh, okay. all these other characters, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll, do, we'll get there. I want to do that one next. I really feel a strong desire to go to Pirates next. As much as I want to do UI-86, that can wait. Pirates. Yeah, UI UI eighty six. I think is going to be like a summertime kind of thing. It know? was supposed to be our summer piece. Yeah, it was supposed to be our summer sci fi adventure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then nobody showed okay. up. Um, not true. A lot of people. A lot of people did gave some amazing, heart wrenching performances for UI eighty six, but we didn't have all the pieces. And it wasn't ready yet, so people don't get to hear it yet. Can't even hear the That's script okay. read. Oh, okay. I think it, you, you, and maybe Fred and handful of other people are the only ones who can actually hear hear the read, hear the read of the script. Yeah, which is going to change a lot. It's getting added uh, into that okay. as well. I have to pee, and I want a monster, but wrap it up, sir. All uh, right. Well, the, there, the there, there yours. you have it. There you have it. This is the Mindwave podcast, and this is behind the scenes of A Bigger Table being written by Jenner Zeno. And those of you that have not heard it, please definitely go check it out on the podcast that you can pretty much find everywhere and anywhere, even on our website there. It's on there if you need to find yeah, it somewhere. I got, I got to <laughs> I got to slap that shit on the homepage and have that be the featured presentation, because right now that's... By the Waters of Babylon, which is also a great story, by the way, creepily similar. It's like the same story. It really is all different versions of the same story. But I did not write a bigger table. I will have to correct you there. Fred wrote a bigger table. I just told him what to write. I was like, no, he just he just produced it is what what the real truth is. He ran it through the Jenner run. Okay, Mm -hmm. that that's what happened. The the (laughs) dozen and a half gallon of whiskey fueled fucking runs through that masterpiece. I will 101 <laughs> layers. Yes. I, and, and I was like, I was telling you, I bitch, I've been skinning puppies since five o'clock this morning. And you didn't know what I was saying. I was like, you were going to find this, this fur coat so warm and comfy. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, oh, 101. There's 101 layers. It's 101 Dalmatian. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right over the head. Never oh, even figured God that one out. It. Took me a, And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. 101 Dalmatians. Oh, my God. Got to bring that. Dis- <laughs> Got to bring that Disney DreamWorks shit, man. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. Oh, shh, don't say that too loud. They might hear you. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I think the next episode that's going to go out is um, the process of Uncle Louie and Fred's back porch. 
<laughs> oh, which God. is your recording session of you were recording the lines for Louie in real time and, and Fred being there and being real Fred, which is something that almost nobody gets to hear except for us. Wait a minute. He he did that. You do it. He did that. Or you the did first that? conversation that, that, oh, that we yeah, had okay. for your recording session. I, that will probably be the next episode going out. And then this one as well, obviously. What do you want to call oh, it? What do you want to call this, this episode? One? Yeah. This would be called the productions behind the scenes of a bigger table. All the world's a strange. Yes. <laughs> All the world's a stage. All the world's a stage. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and all the men and women merely players. I fucking love you, Christian. Thank you so much for doing this. This is a, a fantastic, fantastic episode. You're welcome. By the way, again, guys, go check out our studio stargazer.org, O-R-G, and check out the Novelty Shop. Check out a lot of other stuff there. Uh, again, you can find them on Facebook. You can find podcast Fred Front Porch over there. You can find a lot of things everywhere on everything. So uh, glad you're here. I'm glad that I was able to give you an interview for once instead of you doing the interview. I like it. So <laughs> you are welcome. It makes me va- um, very happy. I wish for more people to do this than doing a so come host my show with me, please. It's our show. <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah. I interviewed myself because nobody else would. Uh, maybe a dead dozen episodes ago or something. I called it best interview ever. <laughs> Where it was, it was literally me in one ear and then in the other. And I'm interviewing myself, asking all the questions that everybody wants answers <laughs> to. But nobody else was asking. So I did it myself. Uh, and that's, you know kind of me in a nutshell just i will do it by myself if i have to but i don't want to <laughs> which i was going to ask if if anybody was to reach out what would be the best location for them to reach out at? studio stargazer.org um you are my eyes and ears on facebook now i don't go to facebook anymore so they can engage with you they can get in touch with you through uh the facebook page but as as far as if anybody wants to like hang out with me talk to me that would be on studiostargazer.org or on the, uh, the discord server and what would there. be the phone what would be the phone number to call the student oh look at you 602-456-2253 again that is again that is 602-456-2253 uh, I'm probably, yeah, I'm going to put uh, your last voicemail at the end of this one, I think. The Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Because it was okay. it was already too late to go in the Thanksgiving piece because I was like, all right, all right, I'm like 80 hours in. Thank you, thank <laughs> you for leaving that. Uh, it didn't make the cut, but oh, we'll put it in this one. I fucking love you, man. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, live long. Wait, here we go. Live long and prosper. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. So I appreciate it. Good night. Uh, And um, I have spoken. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, brother. 
doing what you do. So, yeah. I guess I'll talk to you later. Bye. This episode of Mindwave was made by Christian. This is the point. This is what Mindwave was here to do. Not do it for you. Inspire you to do it yourself. And when I say he made it, he put it on the schedule. He asked me to come to an interview. He took the audio. He took it into Audacity. He added music. He added sound effects, and then he passed it to me. After it was already basically done, I did almost nothing. This was all him. And this is the point. I don't want to be an emperor. I'm Emmett in this Lego movie version of the story. He gets to the end of it and he goes, wow, we did it. We did it. Emmett doesn't get to the end of the story and go, wow, look at me. I saved the day. I'm the hero. only way it worked was when the other master builders showed up and this is the first proof Mindwave has ever gotten yes I didn't teach him a goddamn thing he listened to what we were doing and took it upon himself to be like let me try yes that is the goal I want every podcast on earth to sound like this not just mine yes am I inviting competition yes so does nature survival of the fittest only the heroes survive And if you want to carve your name into stone, do it in audio. What are people going to remember after we're gone? This will be here presumably forever. If we have to do a collaboration with the Planetary Society to try to slap this shit into a hard drive on a light cell spacecraft so fucking be it heroes assemble the guardians of forever the guardians of mindwave and studio stargazer are who hi I'm Jenner Zeno. I almost never tell you my name, but that shit's not important to me because it's not about me, it's about us. Our other guardians are Fred Eater and Fred's Front Porch. Go subscribe. And Christian Swoboda, 
who made this episode and his wonderful, beautiful wife, Kim. We hope to have them out to the ranch soon. Come home. Come out and see the sky. Mindwave All-Star, Phil Ord, Americans for Nuclear Energy. Jesse Rogers, Rio Veridineer, Lena Miller, Hard Truth, where are you? Where is the hard truth, Lena? Fuck! Christy Patterson, Scott Santons, and Doreen Elkins. Heather Cook, can't forget about you. This would be a good time to do Legacy. Rob J. Wilson, Julia May, Ron Russell, Utopia 42, Nick Argyle, Zen of Culture, Travis Meyer, Bisbee Hot and Spicy, The Bisbee Tourism Center, Navajo Nation Pride, Bisbee Pride, Buzzed Bee LLC, Annette Anderson and YGRL, I'm going to skip a few. Corey Cottrell and Grace Smithwick. So Local Live and the Church of Reason. That other Laura Ingram. Alyssa Monet Mason. What the fuck happened to you, girl? Call me. Matt McAfee and the Outreach Machine. Jared Pooler and the Array. Episode 1, Martimer 81. few other people on the list those are the ones i thought that were worth mentioning in this gratitudes piece i love you thank you for listening to the first episode of mindwave made by somebody else <laughs> isn't that shiny studio stargazer dot